Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Quarterfinals of the W Gold Cup kick off tomorrow. Here is a look at the current bracket. Canada is going to take on Costa Rica. That's going to be a fun one at 7 p.m. Eastern. We've got Brazil, Argentina, and then on Sunday, Mexico take on Paraguay at 5 p.m. Uh, but also on Sunday, this is the one we're looking at. The United States taking on Colombia, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. You can watch all of these matches on Paramount+. Plus. And for more on this matchup with Colombia, Colombia, we are absolutely thrilled to welcome in our good friend Jenny Chu, who is joining us from the West Coast. She woke up early just for us. We miss you, Jenny. How are you? I miss you guys as well. I'm good. Can you hear my voice is a little off? I just rolled out of bed, but I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's not <laughs> fair that you look that good and you just rolled out of bed. I take issue with that. <laughs> rude, Jenny, Susanna, rude. you want me to say what I told you in the break? I nah. know you do. I don't know. I have to do it in the morning. Oh, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna give up your your secrets, but um, you do. You look like a million bucks, and we're very thrilled to have you on Morning Footy. Um, let's chat about this uh, U.S. matchup with Colombia, Jenny. How big of a challenge is this going to be for the U.S. women's national team? Challenge. I think it's going to be really important for them to bounce back. I think how they react to the loss is really going to show what this U.S. national team is made out of. Um, they really haven't been faced with losses. So to have lost to Mexico for the second time only in history, um, how do they kind of regroup, get together, not think individually, think more as a group um, coming back out, I think is going to be a real big test for them. And I think that it's something that Twyla Kilgore is at the helm at, helm of. And they should feel confident going into things moving forward, knowing that they can turn the ship around. And this tournament is not the end of the world, right? Like if they fail here, it doesn't mean anything moving forward because I think they've already set out that the Olympics and the um, World Cup, the next World Cup is where their sights are set. They show that by hiring Emma Hayes as opposed to a short-term 
um, coach that could kind of fix things immediately. They were looking for the future of the U.S. women's national team. So whatever happens here, I think that they can learn from and they can grow from. And I think it's been a great tournament so far. So um, how do they react to this loss and come out against Colombia? It's going to be a big test for them. Uh, Jenny, you've been there. Obviously, you were there during the Mexico match. Uh, I have I have some questions with regard to Twilight Kilgore's uh, you know, effectiveness on the sideline. No, with everyone knowing she's not essentially the, the final result, right? Emma Hayes is coming soon. What do you think the vibes are within the camp? You've spoken to a lot of the players, especially during that Mexico match. Is there a sense that this was a bit of a fluke or is there something missing from this team? Is there something missing? I think that if there is something missing, we've been seeing it for a long time coming, right? It's not just when Twyla Kilgore has come in as interim. Um, I don't think that she's necessarily to blame. Everything that I've seen from the players is very respectful towards her. The way that she communicates, um, not only with media, but also with the players, is very clear. Um, they come to her, especially the young players, come to her seeking advice. I see her speaking with the captain, Lindsay Horan, in a very respectful two-way conversation. Um, so I really appreciate that as a former player myself, the way that she receives and gives information. I spoke to Lindsay Horan about that communication, and she said sometimes you see things on the field or feel things on the field that you're not seeing on the sidelines. So a coach being open to that communication has been really important. What are they missing? Um, yeah, I think that maybe uh, it's we've seen it coming for a while, right? After this World Cup, we've seen that things are missing. And I think that it's really that group play. We saw glimpses of it in those early matches, the Dominican Republic match and the Argentina match, where things are being pieced together, but it's still very much the early stages of that. And we saw that breakdown against Mexico. Once you add wrinkles in, um, in terms of the opponent, how do they deal with that? Yes, they have in mind what they want to do, but how do they kind of adjust based upon what the other team does and how quickly do they find solutions? I think that that's their next step um, and their next challenge. Jenny, Colombia are a fairly technical side and they obviously have their star in Linda Caicedo who absolutely eats 2v1s, 1v1s for dinner, lunch, <laughs> breakfast, is absolutely fearless, just breaking lines. What do you think the U.S. will have to do to sort of negate her? What do you think their game plan will be going into this match? Obviously, Colombia aren't Mexico, but they're certainly formidable. I completely agree with you. Um, Christine, I know that you follow women's soccer a ton, so you know Linda Caicedo. I know you're a big fan of her because you've talked about her on attacking third. But for me, Uzme is an even more important player. Um, you see her there. She gives the ball so that Linda Caicedo can make those magic moments happen, right? And without her, you don't know whether um, Linda Caicedo gets those moments. Yes, they're going to try to close down Linda Caicedo if you're the U.S. Women's National Team. But Uzme um, came off the last match injured kind of towards the end of the match. She got a knock for sure. Whether or not she plays, I think, will really go into whether this is a big match for the U.S. Women's National Team um, in terms of matchup that we can kind of see them bounce back from. Uzme is the player to watch for me in this match. Um, how do the midfield kind of deal with a player like that, that once she, the ball is at her feet, she's looking for Linda Caicedo. And if Linda Caicedo gets the ball at her feet, you know what she can do. But how do you make sure that Uzme is not playing Linda, I think is the game plan there. Jenny, can I put you on the spot? Sure. Always, Miko. <laughs> Go ahead. You, well, whatever your answer was, I was going to put you on the spot. Anyway. <laughs> um, yes or no? Just straight up, yes or no, is the U.S. going to win the W Gold Cup? Ooh. No. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Um, okay, move, I want to move on to Mexico, though. I, I, and I understand, <laughs> I understand the nose. I understand. I, mm -hmm. I, and I, you're, you're not. But it doesn't mean that much. 
in that sense, like I think that this has been such a great tournament in terms of reps, in terms of exposure for a lot of these um, smaller teams. And seeing the holes that the United States has is such a good thing at this time. I prefer them losing right now. I prefer them kind of needing to figure their stuff out now than in the Olympic Games and then the World Cup come another four years. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, Mika, no, no, you're no, asking no. me absolutely, absolutely fair. I, and I understand your reasoning behind the no, and it's logical. Um, Mexico, uh, I mean, I know how much this means to you. I, I you, you were part of the youth system, and you were there to witness one of the most, if not the biggest win, could we say, in, in, in <laughs> the program's history? Tell me what this meant I mean, not only for the Mexican national team, but for you too. Oh, thanks for giving me that um, opportunity, Nico, to kind of just talk about how wonderful it was. Um, to see the fan base as well, it was majority Mexican fans out there um, screaming in shrieks for these women. And you can kind of see how far the program has gone since I was a part of it. You know, there wasn't many fans that were watching us at that point. Um, if you try to dig up footage of me playing, it doesn't really exist because we didn't have that kind of um, exposure or fan base or camera people. And now this team has multiple physios traveling with them. They have a therapist traveling with them. I mean, it's just Amazing to see the professionalism that has been given to these Mexican women that have deserved it for so long. Um, I was a part of this program when I, I mean, I referenced this in my post game when I think we lost five nil to the U.S. in qualifiers, my U-17 year. And then in the U-20 year, I can't even remember what that was, because really the U.S. was so dominant um, in comparison to Mexico to see the cha the changes um, within professionalism and getting reps. Right. At the time that I was playing, we were begging in our press conferences for a women's league because the reps were not there. We didn't have somewhere to make sure we were training in between national team camps every time a lot of people were in the position where they were getting fit again because they were working regular jobs. They were not in a day in and day out training program. And that's what they're in now, now that there's a Liga MX and the payoff seven years of this league comes to a moment, um, beating the United States, something that we didn't even see as a possibility. I think for, for those years that I was a part of the program, it really did mean so much. I was getting very emotional, uh, during the match after the first goal, even just a first goal, to show the fight that these women have and the fight that they've been on this really up uphill battle has just been kind of wonderful to see um, out of it. I mean, so many of those players are players that I played with during my time with the national team and to see them on the full team now. I mean, the goalkeeper, Estefania Barreras, was a third string goalkeeper on our U-17 national team. Third string, never saw time, never saw time. And now she's the starting goalkeeper for the for Mexicans full team. And she made some really big stops in that game to stop the United States. And I don't know, it really was like a culmination of so many emotions of how far we've come. When I started with the national team, we were sharing a national team training place with all the other sports. I mean, that was like judo and I don't know, tennis and all of these things. And to see now the professionalism of the meals that they're getting, that they're staying at the same training place as you know, the men's program is, is just beautiful. And it's finally paying off. I feel on the national team level, it's just, I don't know. I, I get kind of emotional just thinking about how far they've come and I'm so happy for them. Um, but that's not to kind of discount what the U S is, is building either. Everyone else around the world is, is starting to get the investment and that investment has a payoff and you're seeing that payoff now.
Oh, it's so cool to see how much that means to you, Jenny. Thank you for sharing. Uh, keep crushing the coverage out there. Enjoy every second. And we really appreciate you taking the time to join us bright and early. We miss you on Morning oh. Footy. I miss you guys. Susanna, all my love. I miss you so much. You know that. And you guys all have a dear place in my heart. I love that you guys are following this W Gold Cup and, and getting in whenever you can to talk about it. So um, sending all my love to you guys. Heck yeah. Very Heck nice. yeah, Jenny. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.